Good morning, everyone. Welcome to your seat at the table. Welcome to a seat at the table. Thank you for joining us this morning as we worship the Lord and uh, as we enter into his presence. What a great day. And also, happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers, uh, my wife, my mom, all my sisters, all the members of our church, uh, uh, the ladies in our church that are mothers. As many of you might not have your own children, but you're like mothering to uh, the Sunday school kids, all the kids in the school. So I wish everyone that's watching me, that if you're a lady, you have kids, uh, happy Mother's Day. And we really appreciate the moms. Uh, we love mothers. Uh, they are the ones that um, bound us up when we scraped our knees, fed us, clothed us many times. And so we just want to let you know that we love you. Thank you for your heart. And I know that oftentimes uh, motherhood, I mean, you have the strength. I, my mother is one of the strongest women I know, and she's barely five feet tall. And so happy Mother's Day to all of us, all of our mothers out there. And we love you. You know, today, uh, I know it's Mother's Day, and, and I, I was kind of speaking about mothers, but I, I just wanted to speak to you and continue my uh, the sermon I started last week about Joshua. And last week we spoke about trusting or trust His ways or God's ways, and I gave you a few steps. And so we're going to continue on with the book of Joshua, and <clears throat> today we're going to look at Joshua 3. And we're going to look at verse 1 through 4, and then we're going to jump down and look at 14 through 17. So, um, you know, wherever you are, just join with me. If, we, if you could read it with me, I'm going to read it, and you could read it along uh, there, and it's going to be on the screen. So Joshua uh, chapter 3, verse 1 and 4. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Asasia Grove and came to the Jordan, which is the river. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp. And they commanded the people saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, which is the Ark of the Covenant, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Jump back uh, down to, jump down to verse 14 and 17. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, and as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows from all its banks during the whole time of harvest. You know, this means that the, the Jordan River was overflowing because of the harvest time. It was flooded, really. Um, and in verse 16, that the waters which came down from the upstream stood still and rose up in a heap. You know, in another translation, it said that the water was like a wall, uh, very, uh, very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaratan. So the waters that went down into the Sea of uh, uh, Arabah, the Salt Sea, failed and were cut off. 
And the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, and all Israel crossed over on dry land until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. I want you to go back and then we're going to pray, but I want you to look at verse 4 with me again. I want to uh, read this. I want to read it. I want, and I'm going to give you the subject and we're going to pray. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, which is about 2,600 feet, half a mile. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. I want to speak to you on the subject of a new way to go. A new way to go. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. For your word is life. It gives us guidance. It gives us uh, uh, pathways. It gives us wisdom. It, your word uh, uh, fills our heart with hope. Uh, it gives us revelation. It gives us guidance to know how to live and move. And so, Lord, we ask that your word becomes rain in our heart. Let it be revelatory. Anoint our minds that we may understand, our ears that we may hear, and our heart that we may receive. God, bless those that are listening. Help me, Lord. Let your people see past me and at the cross. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We invite you into those that are listening, God. Let them feel your presence. Let the words, your words, leap off the pages and allow us, Lord, to listen to your word and let it bear fruit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, last week we, we spoke about Joshua 1 and we realized that Moses had died. And here Joshua is the new leader. And the Lord, remember last week in Joshua 1, the Lord kept saying, be strong, be courageous, and don't be afraid. He kept reminding, and, and uh, you know, it, it dawns on us that, you know, Joshua was just not an ordinary man. He was a warrior. He grew up as a slave. He was walking around the wilderness 40 years with Moses, and now Moses has died, and yet the Lord keeps reminding him, don't be afraid, be courageous, be strong. And I'm thinking, why would he tell him that? It is because often oftentimes that uh, we get comfortable in our surrounding. You know, they were walking around 40 years. You, you learn to manage certain things when you've been doing it every day for 40 years. How many can say amen to that? You know, uh, um, you know my wife and I, we've, we've been married uh, 20 plus years. And, and as these years have gone by, there are certain things that we have built our life. There's a certain culture. There's a certain way we do certain things. And it's much like that. Uh, uh, when we are in the Lord. And here we see that the Lord says, no, in chapter 3, get up, Joshua. You're going to cross the Jordan because on the other side is where I want you to be. And, and, and I can imagine the Lord was reminding Joshua, don't be afraid. It's, it's not that he was fear that he, uh, uh, like, you know, being frightened, but, uh, you know, the Lord was uh, telling him uh, that you need to be strong in your mind and strong uh, uh, in your heart to move forward. Because oftentimes we have fear of the unknown. Can, 
Can you agree with me with that? Oftentimes we are anxious when we don't know what to do. We are anxious. And, and here Joshua is like, you know what? Moses has died and now I've got to lead these people. And the Lord tells him in chapter 3, you know, and he rose up early and the Lord comes to him and said, you know what? Get the priests out there. Let them go uh, and take the ark and tell the people wherever the ark is, they need to follow the ark. Let me talk to you a little bit about that. You know, in the time that we're living in with this pandemic, we're locked down. You know, uh, it's been a couple months or uh, six plus weeks, you know, in, in, in some states in America, it's been over two months. And you get a sense of at first it was anxious, but then you get in a rhythm. You begin to build things and you begin to uh, get used to certain things. And, and, and just like our Christian life, we are like that. You know, before this pandemic, we are used to a certain way of having church, don't we? We are certainly used to a certain way of worshiping the Lord, don't we? Aren't we certain uh, certain ways we listen to worship on Sunday? At Sunday we get a uh, uh, get up and and get our ways, you know, get prepared and do all this. And yet, when this pandemic came, everything was different. You know that the old way is different. That now uh, a new way to go. There is a new way. Now we have to get up and, and try to, on Sunday we could be in pajamas and we're just watching the, the, you know, church on TV. We're worshiping and we got a screen and nobody's around us but our family or, 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 or just ourself. And, and we're like, Lord, what is this? And at first it was hard. But then we got used and we started dealing with certain things. We started managing certain things. And it's the same way with Joshua. 40 years in the wilderness, it, it represents trials. 40 uh, years in the wilderness, it, it, it represents trials. We have gone through a trial. It seems like it's been about 40 days uh, since our lockdown for most of us. It's been about 40 days. But, you know, all of um, uh, April we were locked down and middle of March, it's been about 40 days. And now the country's opening up and our, our city's opening up in some places. And so it's been like a trial. And yet God comes to, to John. Joshua. And he says, Joshua, take the ark, tell the priest, put it on, uh, get the ark and tell the people wherever the ark is going, you need to get up and go after it. Uh, uh, and go after it, you know, go after. And what does the ark represent in the Old Testament today? Uh, it represents where the presence of God is. It was uh, on that ark, it, it, it sat a mercy seat, and that's where the priest would, the high priest would meet the Lord, and the presence of the Lord is the, there. And so wherever the presence of the Lord is going, the people need to go with the presence, with God. You know, Oftentimes, you know, I teach this, but, you know, the Ark of the Covenant wasn't that big uh, width-wise. It was only, it was a little bit under four feet. It was about two feet tall and two feet wide, and but it was overlaid with gold. It had four rings of gold around it, and they would take acacia wood poles and slid uh, uh, it through the four rings on each side, and it was overlaid with gold. And this whole thing was gold overlaid, and the mercy seat was of gold, like solid gold. And then the bottom of it was uh, uh, like a rectangle, and it was overlaid, or acacia wood was overlaid with gold. You know, some people had calculated that this, this Ark of the Covenant weighed about five to 600 pounds at the most, and, and it could be about 300 to 600 pounds. And so the priests, there would be four of them, two in the front, two in the back, and they would put it on their shoulder and carry this Ark. 
It wasn't allowed to be carried down here by their ways. It, it, it had to be carried on the shoulder. It represents that the presence of God must be above us. The presence of the Lord must be not only on our uh, head, uh, on our shoulder. It means that the presence of God must rest on us. And uh, that means the presence of the Lord, we must be able to not only hear the presence of the Lord, we must see the presence of the Lord, and we the presence of the Lord must also touch our mind. Because our mind, our understanding, the presence of the Lord is sitting upon us and we must have the faculties. We can, you know, some people, uh, I've been in worship services where the presence of the Lord is so heavy that actually you can almost smell the presence of the Lord. You could smell him. I've smelled the aroma of the Holy Spirit. You know, and they hear the, the, the priests are going and the Bible says that the moment in, uh, that they dip their foot into in in verse 15 that the the water was dry could you imagine that miracle it reminded them of the red sea that the that the moment the priest put his toes put his foot into the river jordan everything parted and the bible says that the people the the priest was standing in dry ground and yet the Jordan River was overflowing because it was actually flooded during that time for the harvest. Now, why am I telling you this? And I want you to really look with me in verse four, that, you know, and the subject today, a, a new way to go. You know what it represents to me? Is the Lord was saying to the people, he said that no matter how comfortable you've got, no matter how much you've managed your life in the way you think, that I have a better way, and if you will follow me, I will get you in a new way to go. I will give you a new way to go because we've never been in this way before. How many of you can say, and just like me, how many of us could say, you know what, we are walking in a new way. Uh, church is different, uh, uh, society is different, it's a new way. But I want to encourage you today that if you and I were to walk in this new way, as long as we're pursuing the presence of God, as long as we're pursuing the presence of God, as long as we are looking to the presence of God, He will never lead us the wrong way. You know? Uh, oftentimes now, people will say, you know, when, when the society's open back up, the, the country's opening back up, what are we going to do with church? And I want to tell you that oftentimes we want to go back to the old way, but God's saying, I want you to go in the new way. You know, I want you to do things different. Well, we, uh, God wants us to uh, say, you know what? Now, before we were dependent on certain things, now God was saying, you know what? It's you and I now. How many times, you know, that we've gone uh, to church and to hide? How long have we gone to church and used the crutches of certain things to get us by for the next week? You know, uh, I, I was listening to a, a, a very well-known uh, minister here in our nation, and he said that there's oftentimes uh, people go to church and they know church, but they really don't know God. You know, they clap because everybody else claps. Uh, they lift their hands, not because they know that God is awesome or is good. It's because they see everybody else on their row where they're sitting, lifting their hands. So they know church, but they really don't know God. 
You know, and, and through this pandemic, what has happened to us? It has allowed us to say, God, you're giving me a new way to go, new way to pray, a new, uh, a new uh, commitment to the way I, I pray and read your word. It is a new way of saying, God, that uh, uh, I'm not here uh, uh, at church uh, because of someone else. I'm really here because of you. That I'm really here learning your ways. And God has allowed us a new way to go. You know, see, see, that's why God says, you know what? Uh, to Joshua, it says, for you have not passed this way before. May, you know, he says that, that you may know the way by which you must go. God has caused this for us so that we would know a new way to go. Think about it in your life right now. Hopefully, you've taken this opportunity to dwell deeper in God's word. Maybe uh, this way uh, God has shown you a different way to pray, a better, uh, uh, maybe God's shown you a different way to study. Maybe God's shown you and that, you know what? He's checking your heart. You've never gone this way before, right? You've, you've never, uh, you, if you grew up in church, you've never had worship the way you've had it. How many can say amen? Now, now I, I've seen people on TV and speak, but to, to have service every week on Sunday is definitely a new way for us. But you know what? It is God's way. And the key is this, is not dependent on God saying, you know what, Lord? Uh, just like Joshua, he was in the wilderness for 40 years. Maybe that's the way. No, no, God's saying you've never been this way before. You've, you've never passed this way. And so I want you to follow me, for you have never gone this way before. And what does that remind us? Brothers and sisters, don't, look, don't just look forward to coming back and worshiping church, but look forward to say, God, I'm open as long as your presence is there. It might be a new way to go. It might be a new way in church to go. It, we might have to fellowship different. We might have to worship different. Uh, you know what? We, we've been worshiping different because of the, uh, this, this virus. We, we've been at home, but God is saying, you know what? I'm giving you a new way. Are you willing to follow the presence of God? And that's what I've been praying. I say, God, I just want to look at you and run after your presence. I want to be where you want to be because what you have to understand is if you are doing your own thing, if the children of Israel wanted to stay on the other side, God wouldn't be there. See, they, they, God is saying, I, I'm here, I'm doing miracles, I'm stopping the river so that you can walk on dry land. You know, and, and it's very important, brothers and sisters, why the Lord did this on dry land. Because could you imagine if there, the people were walking through the river and the, it's on shaky ground, they would sink in the mud, they would be bogged down, the, the, the water would sweep them away. But God says, no, if you follow me, not only are you going to be able to cross over to your destiny and your purpose, but God says that when you are in me, I'm not only going to allow you to walk over dry ground, but you're going to be standing on dry ground. You know what that means? That means it's going to be steady. 
that your life and my life is going to be steady, that God's not going to allow us to be rocked or God's not going to allow us to be sink, sunk into the mud and be bogged down with uh, things that we're worried about. God's saying, you know what? You're going to walk on dry ground. Could you imagine the miracle that happened that here's this river that's overflowing and yet they walked over on dry ground in a moment. The, the priest put his foot in to the river. It dried up and it stayed up and it was a heap. And a million plus people walked across that river on dry ground. That's a miracle. Brother and sister, I'm looking for that miracle. As I was studying this, I said, God, I want to see that miracle that you're making a way that I don't have to be bogged down in the mud. Because they had animals, they had children, they had babies, you know. You imagine 40 years in the wilderness, there had to be some babies born. And, and you know, they have to walk across. And you and I right now, God's saying, look, stand. I'm going to allow you, you follow me, you're going to stand on dry ground. It's going to be steady. And as the priest was holding the ark, there was one thing that really amazed me about it is he told them, don't go near the ark. Don't go near the ark. And I thought, man, why would he not want them to go near? The, the Bible says that he, they, he, he wanted them to be at least 2,600 feet from the ark. That's half a mile because one mile is 5,200 feet. And so half, and they said, don't go and stand there, but keep going. See, a lot of times when we see miraculous things, you know, I imagine uh, why he was saying that. He said, you know, but sometimes we see miraculous things and we just want to stare and not keep moving. We just want to keep staying there. But God was sitting there saying, you know what? I, I, I know my presence is holding you up, but you've got to keep moving forward. You've got to cross over. Don't just stand in the river and look. You know, there's some people like that. They, they, they love the present. They just stand there and they just look and look at what God's done. But God's saying, that's just one part. There is other things that I want you to do. There is cities I want you to conquer. There is blessing that I want to give you. Your inheritance is on the other side. Cross over on dry ground. See, right now, I don't know where you are, but what I know is God is saying he's got a new way for us to go. Church is different. It's going to be different. You know, if you're part of our church, at a seat at the table, it's going to be different. It's already been different. We're trying to find a new way to go. God, what are you trying to show us? And the one thing I don't want to do is go according to the way I want to go or according to the way people around me or other churches or other ministries want to go. I just want to go and say, God, where and how are you leading us? Because I know if I run after your presence, just like the children of Israel, when you see the ark come, go after it. And if we can go after the presence of God, I know that he'll split the waters and make a way for us to go. And maybe that's you right now. You say, Lord, I don't know. Maybe you're telling yourself, you're looking at me and you say, Pastor, you don't know my life. And you know what? I've been trying to go all this, but maybe... Maybe you can just slow down and say, God, show me where your presence is. There are some of you that, that might even go and, and, and search out and study and find where the presence of God's working. And because that's where you're going to be able to cross over into the promised land, into the destiny. That's what the children of Israel is trying to do, was cross over into the promised land. But they could only do it because they were running after 
God's presence. And with God's presence, he's always doing a new thing. He doesn't change. His character doesn't change, but his method changes. His message doesn't change, but his methods change. You know, what he says is eternal. Who he is is eternal, but what he does changes. I mean, look at the beauty of God's creation, the tree that is in front of your house. It changes every year. It's the same tree, but it changes. And you know what? We have to change. We have to say, God, these are the truth is if I run after you, you're going to let me cross over on dry land. I'm not going to be bogged down. I'm not going to be all muddied up. I'm just going to walk over into my promise. It's a new way for you to go. And there's someone I know, I've been praying, I said, God, I know this is for someone that's saying, you know what, maybe this is a new way. Maybe there's someone out there that, that you thought about uh, ending, uh, <clears throat> doing something crazy. Maybe there's someone out there right now that you are thinking about leaving uh, your family, but God says there's a new way you come back and work it out and do. Maybe there's uh, you uh, out there, a young brother, young sister that's that, that's been doing it your way and God has allowed this to cause you to say, God, I'm going a new way with you. I'm going to be committed. I'm going to run after you. God, you lead me and I'll follow. Maybe that's you. Maybe right now the way you've been going to church is different, uh, needs to be different because before you went to church because you like the fellowship but you, uh, you like going to church and you knew church, but you really didn't know God. Maybe that's you. And maybe God is allowing you this to happen because he wants a new way for you to go. A new worship, a new song that you really know the God that you serve. And maybe that's you today. And God is saying, look, my presence is here and I'm willing to stop the waters for you to cross over into your promise because I've created you in my image. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you need a new way to spend time with your family. Maybe a, a new way to love on your wife or your husband or your children or your loved ones. Maybe it's a new way for you to say, you know what? Yeah, you're right, Pastor. I've been trying to do it my way, but if I can follow the presence of God, He'll let me walk. Because see, sometimes our way, we're trying to build a bridge. We're trying to do this, do that. And God says, forget all that. That's all your effort. Sometimes we're trying to walk and the mud is deep and it's getting us all dirty. And we thought, man, and we get bogged down. Have you ever been bogged down in mud? I have. I used to go uh, in certain places as a kid. You get bogged down in mud. And I remember riding my bike as a kid through mud and you can't go very far, but you exert a lot of energy and you're kicking mud everywhere. I had mud in my hair, my clothes and I got in trouble afterwards when I went home you know and that's a lot of times we're like that it's because we're trying to go and not really pursue God you know what a new way to go is to say God where are you how are you leading I want to be led by this guy yeah, uh, by the cloud and you know for our church for me I've been praying said God I know there's going to be things many people are going to go back to normal but God I want to follow you. What do you want? 
How can I lead the church better? How can I be a better person? How can I be a better pastor? I can be a better husband. How can I be a better dad? I want a new way to go. Say it to yourself right now. There's somebody right now listening to me and you're feeling that. I said, Pastor, you're right. A new way. I want a new way to go. I'm tired of the walking through the mud. I'm tired of, of, of going nowhere and sloshing around in mud and getting all dirty. I'm tired of being blocked by overwhelming waters and things. But if I can just run after the Lord, if that's you today, let us pray. And wherever you are right now, God has a new way for you. A new way to go. Maybe you've been sitting at home, been haven't been engaged in church, but maybe through this, you're going to go back to church and be more on fire. Maybe you haven't been treating your spouse right, and you're just like, God, you're right. I need a new way to go. I can't do it this way anymore. Maybe you haven't been living like you should. You you haven't done the right things, and God's saying, Look, it's a new way to go. I'm going to show you have never been this way before. See, the Bible says that you have not passed this way before. I know it's the new day. It's going to be scary. But God, if I go with you, miracles going to happen. It's new for all of us. We live in a new day. I've never been shut down like this in isolation like this. I've never passed this way before. Just like you and just like me, we've never passed this way before. But God says, I'm going to give you a new way to go. So wherever you are listening to me today, let's pray. Heavenly Father, wherever we are as we listen to this sermon, to listen to your word, as we read your word, we ask that you would give us a new way to go. Help us to see where you're working. Help us to see where your presence is and let us be able to walk through uh, supernaturally to our promise land and to our destiny. Lord, don't let us be bogged down with the mud, but let us walk in victory on dry ground, that it doesn't cause us to sink down and get bogged down and slow down, but let us walk with confidence on a firm foundation, for your word is a firm foundation, Lord. Lord, I pray for all those that are listening, God, that you would give them a new desire, a new hunger, a new way to go, a new way to worship, a new way to read their word, a new way to love on those around them. God bless them. And for those that are hurting right now, I ask God that you would give them your ever abiding and eternal peace. Let your love and peace surround them. Holy Spirit, just engulf them with your presence. God, we love them. God, I pray for all the mothers this weekend that as they are celebrating their day, Lord, let them feel full of love, the, the widows even, God, and the single mothers. Uh, let them know that you have not forgotten them and that your love and your pre presence is there. And God, that they'll meet, you will meet every need. God, bless all the grandmothers and all the mothers and all the mothers-to-be and all the mothers that might not have children, but they look after other children. Heavenly Father, bless the wombs of those ladies that want to have children. Bless their womb, God. We thank you, Lord. We know that your word is eternal and it's a strong foundation. Let us have a new way to go in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. God bless you. Happy Mother's Day. Reach out to us. We love you. Let us know that you're watching. 
you know what, contact us. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to just get to know how you're doing. God bless you. We'll see you next week.